A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the planetary ruler of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was going to say the exaltation. I felt like that was even more (laughs) full of myself. No, I love it. I love that word, exaltation. Exaltation is a really fabulous word there i feel like i learned six new words uh for this episode i was also mm. gonna like go rogue and say it and i'm sloth anderson but i didn't oh you should <laughs> have sloth- I'm sloppy you should we have. were just discussing stevie has um lisa i should say stevie is using, I'm using lisa's it. adorable uh sloth like tea what is it like a diffuser yeah it's like one of those tea uh loose leaf tea uh ball or whatever holder i don't know but i do think that we've gone too far with sloths um they are like almost cactus level yeah like oh oh, you're talking about like absolutely it's like enough like oh i think i saw it on like a baby shirt or something like that and i was like that's not 
I, w- I wish I would have written it down or taken a picture of whatever it was that put me over the edge. A baby shirt sure like, actually does seem like it makes sense because it's like a slot, like yes, a little yeah. stupid. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all of your are kids very, are awesome, I'm sure. But they are sloth-like in that they're just like sleepy, cute and shitting sleepy and the slow. Mm-hmm. And well, you know who ruined it all? Or just blew up the spot is Kirsten Kirsten Bell. Oh yeah, she yeah. was the one who went on Ellen and was like, "Good God, I love sloths." And they're like, "Well, guess what, bitch? We have a sloth. we have a sloth oh here for God. you." And then everyone's into sloths, and you know, they're they are cool. I like that they come down like once a week to poo. I think that's hilarious. Have you seen that video of David Attenborough? Like. He's like, he's coming now. And he just is like, <laughs> he's just like squatting near his little ass. And he like looks up and you're like this. But, you know, it's just like when a cool band gets discovered, like it's just like a little too much. And I agree. I think sloths are just just blown up. Well, it also feels like that thing where it's like they're not cute, but because they're so not cute. It's like when Chinese crested dogs Ugh. like had a thing mm-hmm. because it was like, oh, isn't it outrageous that we love this like ugly thing? <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's like, see, I have a heart. Well, <laughs> you know, I actually feel like there are some women that like do that. Um, mostly Real Housewives. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But they'll like uh, be super like flirtatious towards like conventionally unattractive men because they think they can manipulate yes. them because oh. they're like, I'm a hot woman and you're like an ugly guy. So yes. mm. if I give you attention, like. you'll give me whatever I want. Mm. I know exactly what you're talking about. And there is a like that I've not, there isn't a word for it, but I feel like I can tell when people are doing that. Yeah. Um, like, either towards me or when other people are doing it. I just talked about this today. I got my hair colored and, um, which it looks great. It does look great. BB, BB Kiros, BB does hair. Um, is that her at? Yeah. Yeah. At, um, check her out. She does my hair too, but Um, no big deal. (laughs) She does. Um, but I was telling her about this guy client at the salon who comes in and always like stands over the counter too far and he's like always comes in flirty but not in a way that's like i i'm hitting the ball to you and you respond it's like a oh i know you're excited i'm here kind of flirting Mm. and it's like uh and i'm just like i hate i hate that kind of flirting because it's like Mm non-consensual and it's also like what you said it's like a manipulative thing where it's like well, oh it's i also, know also it's like well it's like pretty privilege right or they sure. think, or they think it's yes. like or, pretty privilege. or it's like oh do you think i think i'm ugly yes right. like i don't think i'm ugly like you might think i'm ugly but like i don't think that they, mm-hmm. yes because i also yeah that's exactly it because i also don't like what it brings out in me where it's either that where i'm like um no 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 i'm I'm attractive enough for you to talk to me like a regular person or I am the other way where I'm like, you are not attractive enough to pull this off. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like either of those like sides of that. I mean, I don't, I don't not like them, but I think that it's sometimes it's like a, I don't know. It's a weird thing, but it's like just, no, I mean, I remember being very young in comedy and being at a party with like someone who else who was like a bigger deal and uh, the one person, the bigger deal person was like acting a certain way. One of my friends said, I would never sleep with you. Oh. And like they started treating her differently instantly. Whoa. Like they were like, oh, I respect you now. Or you know what I yeah. mean? It's like 
I get what you're trying to do and I'm not going to let you do it. I have a traumatic story to tell. And yes. it is like the I mean, only I don't know why I said yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it just it go just, off queen. That just reminded me of this time when I was in college and I remember like I was with like some of my like pretty friends cuz I'm I'm like I'm good, but like there's I can see in like mainly in men and sometimes in women too where they're just I can see that level of like oh, I care about who you are or I don't, which is definitely, like, related to this some primal, like, looks or, like, yeah. you know, getting that sense of who you are. And I remember I, like, stepped outside of a party, like, on a porch, and I was, like, it was one of my friend's friends who maybe, I won't name it. Mm, you can DM me. Um, <laughs> and I'll say, they know, this is one of those friends where when they found out what he did, they went, he did that? He's so nice to everybody uh, else. Of and I was like, well, he didn't know I was friends with everyone. So I came out and I was like, this is when I smoked. And I was like, these two guys are having a conversation. I was like, hey, guys, sorry to interrupt. Could Does anyone have a cigarette I could have? And the guy looked at me. He's like, oink, oink. <gasps> and I was like. You told me this story, I think. I, I was, and I was like, what? And his friend was like, dude. Like, the friend was like, very like, no. And he's like, oh, you think you can just like come interrupt any conversation you want? And I was like. I'm doing a really normal party behavior, but I'll leave you two alone. Like, namaste, bye. And he's like, yeah, that's right. Oink, oink, leave us alone. <gasps> I would have. Oh, but oh, you know I what said. I did? I had a huge cup of Carlo Rossi red wine. So I went <laughs> and splash him all over his face, all over his clothes. And then I ran two blocks away to home <laughs> and went <laughs> home and like cried. That is. Oh, that's horrible. But I never might like, that was like one of those just like, oh like this is maybe what people think a lot of the time or like have that internal like hatred because it's like oh unless you're more attracted than me why are you talking to me and I'm, it's like what i'm having i don't know if it's deja vu because i don't think we were here but i'm having like oh i feel like we have had this conversation before but that reminds me of a few years ago i was in london visiting my friend and we went out to this bar and like i I went out by myself to like stand out front. I don't even think I went to smoke because I wasn't smoking at the time. So I'm not sure what I was doing out front. I think it was just like super hot. And I was like, I need air. Mm -hmm. um, and I started started chatting up the security <laughs> guard. <laughs> and uh, these guys came in and they were like super wasted and were trying to get in. But the guy like clearly was like, no, we're it's we already did last call. You can't come in. And they were like come on we come here all the time let's say rubbish <laughs> yeah and uh they were like we've spent so oh my god you're gonna lose so much money oh my god and granted i was drunk but i was just like i was like he's not gonna lose any money i was like he's the bouncer he doesn't give a fuck if you guys come in yeah and then uh -oh. i don't remember exact i wish i could remember exactly all the words that it went to but somehow i said so i said something like go home or something like that and mm -hmm. they were like nice shoes because like, i was wearing like kids it was something like <laughs> it was like nice shoes or whatever and nice it, trainers yeah it was something <laughs> and it was like something something that they called they called me fat and i was like i might be fat but you still want to fuck me whoa and then the guy was like shut up cunt and <gasps> spit in my face no dude yes spit what in my face the security guard didn't do anything. Oh my god! Of course not. And I just sat there and I was like, "Wow, 
are you serious? And then I think actually, I think he didn't do, they like started doing something. And then I said like a last thing. They, I think it like escalated. There was like a beat in between before where he called me fat. And then, then he called me fat. And then I said that. And then they spit. And then they like came in after they spit, but they let the whole rest of it go on. But it was that thing where it was like afterwards, I remember just feeling like that feeling where you're like, Oh no, like, Uh, like where and it's like you know that those people are stupid and that's like not it's coming from and even my like assertion of the scenario where i'm like you're mad a hot girl is yelling at you Mm -hmm. this has nothing to do with my body but it also is like a you can't help but feel like oh if i looked if i was hotter they wouldn't have said that or something like that or whatever it is or it's Mm -hmm. like are they no the hotter you were the worse the insult yeah yeah i was just just, it's that it's like the uh they just want to take power away from you. Yeah. That's all it it's is. It's just like the audacity of you to say something. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that like, oh, in a previous life, I would have been like, oh, yeah, if you were w- whatever, a league higher, that maybe nothing would have happened. But it's like, no, those guys probably are just like horrible monsters to like whoever yeah. says like, hey, stop being a shit wad to this security guard who's going to lose all his money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, it was just like so ridiculous to me because I was like, the security guard has no power in this scenario. Like, you yeah. sound like idiots. I can't believe they spit. That's they like spit in my face. I was like, that's some I love New York shit. Well, and I was by my. It was like a really. I was deep in a breakup. So sad. Yeah. But I was like, and I was like by myself. None of my friends were there either. Oh, that's why I was outside. Um, but I was so I was like alone, and I like almost didn't tell anybody. Because mm-hmm. it was like such yeah. a weird yeah. like I was so because also it was that thing where I was like I shouldn't have said anything like mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said anything. To, I was I was kind of asking for it. No, like, you weren't. But it's also then you're like, no, no one's ever yeah. asking to get fucking spit. spit spit on. Yeah, I don't know. The bouncer at my favorite bar, Jay's bar, um, did protect me from someone that was like just yelling vile stuff like just not i mean not coherently but just like being and he just like kept getting up and getting in between me and him and like just i I was like all right i'm gonna go back inside like this is horrible but sometimes they are like really on it yes and that's and it's wonderful i've yeah and it's disappointing i had granted this scenario happened you know like 2016 so not that long yeah. ago but i do Damn, think that's recent as hell <laughs> but i do think if it was even now now yeah because last year when i was at a bachelorette party um there was someone who just was talking to us inappropriately oh, yeah, you, i mm-hmm. think i talked about this and i like asked the security guard and he did it immediately no questions asked and i like wept i was like i've never felt so valid wow. like thank well, you but it's like yeah he was doing his job yeah. i don't know my my friend heather and maruli and i have this conversation a lot about um oftentimes it is a security guard that does something yeah like Ooh. says something uh, or like true. and it's like the creepy bouncer uh-huh or like a uh, it's happened to me at like getting a prescription late at night at like a whatever well, pharmacy yeah. place. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you're supposed to make me feel safer, not less safe. Mm-hmm. Like it's your job. And I don't understand how they get away with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, power, right? Like yeah. I think like once there's power, I mean, it's the same with like, uh, like when you get into those Twitter holes of like, uber and mainly uber lyft is pretty decent with background checks but i'm sure there's some that you know i've there's you know nowhere is perfect but like those uber things where it's like oh you guys don't check anybody who like picks up strangers and drops them off at their homes and works 
all the time. I mean, one of our, one, I know one of my friends was like kidnapped by her Uber driver and was like just kept going and wouldn't let her out of the car. And it's like, you just think it's like that. And maybe that's like the problem with like a kind of, it's not capitalism, but like this idea of like government or hierarchy. It's like, well, wait, I pay, I'm paying you and this should be regulated. Like a some kind of company put this in my, f- I, I got this from my phone and it's like someone should be taking care of this. But it's that like, well, no, no one's, we're all like weird humans and we're all like faking it till we make it until we get busted for our true behavior. That's like deep down inside of us that nobody really knows about. Well, and nobody wants to think that people are capable of things like that. Right? So we don't want to, we don't like talking about it. So we don't like having contingency plans for when people inevitably do evil, awful shit because we're human. Mm-hmm. Well, on that, I did recently see an ad on Facebook for, um, it's like a support group for people who've been assaulted or had things happen and left an Uber. Real, for that, just that's specifically like exists that. now just specifically for that because it has happened so much. Holy and I was shit. like, this is so sad that we have to have this. Yeah. I mean, it's great that we have it, but it's so fucked up that we have to mm-hmm. have that. Well, it's like when you think of like, oh, is the percentage of people who have safe strides higher? Like, sure. But the fact... It's like the idea of like being in 2019 and that there's still hungry people. It's like we have food like or homeless. Be- there was like some I was I think it was like on L.A. podcast. Like I just overheard Pablo listening to it, talking about like Eric Garcetti talking about like, oh, we're going to get homelessness down to zero by 2028, which is like the Olympics or whatever. And everyone's like, that's an ins- first of all, that's just an insane goal because there's just so many people homeless right now. But then it was talking about getting rid of like the tent cities because tents make it more visible that there's yeah, homeless I was people just say, define homeless and that's in that. Regard. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to get them housing or jobs or anything like that. You're just going to make prettier or hidden or bus away like centers because there was that idea of like, Oh, well tents like, Oh, it's these nonprofits fault for giving out tents and making this homeless population boom. And it's like, that didn't that the tents didn't put them there the tents are just like so they don't have to sleep on the bare like open air thingamabob or whatever i will say that is an insane goal but i hope we achieve it because homelessness is rampant and a huge issue um my parents my dad namely works with the organization i believe it's the noho home alliance and one of the things that they're proposing to do which is so brilliant is um like parking structures overnight allowing people to like set up camps in in a thing where it's like oh it's like unused space and it would be like a subs i don't i don't remember exactly what he said the financials of it are but um so that i mean people are coming up with all these kinds of ideas and like it's like it's gonna be here so if it's gonna be here how do we i was actually sorry like sorry to but there i'm trying to retrain my language a little because i was casting one of these really cute hunky singles for the show and he works with he said that the new term there is he lives in the bay area because i don't know if this is like new new but unsheltered we're trying to get rid of the homeless the stigma stigma yeah now it's and also when you think of it shelter is truly what they're lacking when you hear i don't yeah i I think homeless has just become so like ubiquitous we don't care so now it's it's like having to think about it now is like unsheltered so i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to remember that is good that is really good and an important distinction, I think, because I think when you say homeless people, 
like well write, we see it in movies right yeah, we people see like write this. it off as someone who uh is like a schizophrenic you know right. yelling things on the corner or whatever as opposed to what the reality of a lot of situations which is someone sleeping in someone, your car yeah, someone recently got laid off or got in a out of a housing situation or mm-hmm. left a abusive partner and you know isn't able to get housing for themselves for this the time being and mm-hmm. those kinds of things but i know that the um la city pools do offer shower services for people who need them so i think it still costs but it's definitely a discount i think it's 25 cents or 75 cents or something i um i think if i was president i might have talked about this platform before but korean spas 24 hours there should be some kind of like you get a water break tax thing if you like help like people have hygiene who can't oh, they have... just charge more for that though what the korean spas usually the overnight like oh no they don't want that i don't know they yeah. don't want that so it's like to go like brush your teeth at a korean spa and stay overnight it's like an expensive luxury treat to like but like when i go there i just think of so all of the water that's just running mm-hmm. and like sometimes you go and it's like dead empty at night and you're just like god can't there be like a two-hour fucking window where yeah. like people, they have all those mats where people could nap and you too. can nap there i know like a like the korean spas are just like would be like shelter have it i don't know but no one wants to be in charge of like uh, no one wants to be in charge of that well i think it's all this idea of like um solving a problem only to find that it creates other problems that you didn't right. anticipate or whatever and mm-hmm. you know kind of the like a Uranian kind of idea of like circumventing the system, but then you don't know necessarily what the consequences are when you operate outside. If you create, when you create something new, you know that you're solving a problem and you're answering one question, but then you open yourself up to these things. So, you know, do we want, are we cutting down on drunk driving accidents? Like totally. But now are we opening ourselves up to higher rates of, of, assaults in these instances we don't i mean it sounds like it but it's also like oh that's a thing that we didn't consider when going into this because that's a Mm -hmm. well and also it's a diverging like investment into public transportation too for like a lot of cities where they're just like well people take uber and lyft now or the cities now work with them and like i mean lyft just became a public company so it's like it's gonna just get more expensive and it's gonna like i mean i also um have had drivers that were definitely on something or inebriated oh, yeah. or mm-hmm. have been on drugs or even just like caffeine pills to like stay up and drive all night right. and so that kind of stuff is like because the company does not pay well and they put these drivers in these situations where they are kind of underwater and they're putting miles on their car they're paying for their own gas they're paying their way to pick you up Mm-hmm. And then they're taking you somewhere for six eighty nine and no tip. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I tip, but like, you know, yeah. uh, often people don't. And so I think like it's a struggle that also it's like you feel like you're safe and you're not. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I've had I've had that realization in a in a lift so many times where I will be like, oh, I'm just going to like blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know who's driving this car mm-hmm. or I don't know if you are a good drive there are no regular yeah there's no i know you have a driver's license presumably and you are an insured driver but who know there are obviously ways to get around all of that kind of stuff so who knows mm-hmm. i had a driver people straight sell up sell those yeah lift things and people that don't drive for lift 
do get horrible it. shit with that. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, you were saying. No, I was just gonna say I had a person like falling asleep once. Oh no! And it was terrifying. It was like a long. It was like a freeway drive too. And I was so I was like, understandably so. It was like three in the morning, driving me from the valley somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, fuck, man, like. If I wanted, if I if I wanted someone asleep at the wheel, I would have driven myself. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, even like I like when I see a five stars come in, I'm like, all right, this either means that you're like really good or you're really fast. And I'm like, I hope you're just really good. And then I get in the car, I'm like, oh fuck, you're one of the like fast people because I don't. I, I'm not in a rush. Like yeah. I'm ordering by the time I got to get somewhere. Like those speed demons. Like I also I'm backseat driving. I'm like, yo, you can slow down, dude. I don't mind walking either. So like, if you are the type of person that pulls a U-turn to get me on the right side of the oh, road instead no. of just dropping me somewhere safe and letting me walk. Yeah. Okay, no. listen. If I can use this podcast for one <laughs> platform, it is have your Uber or Lyft or whatever ride. I heard there's a new app out there. Drop you off. At a light and cross the street. Don't have them whip a you to go across the street. I can't even count the number of times I've had. I've told drivers like, oh, here's here's fine. It's across the street. Pull up to this light. There's a crosswalk. I'll cross here. And they turn around and look at me like I'm Mother Teresa. They're just like, are you sure? Like, I'm supposed to bring you to the door. And I'm like, Psh. I'm like, if I need to be brought to the door, like if you have a like a disability or something and you need to be or pregnant or you need to be dropped off, like, sure. I mean, but. There's no reason. I'll walk. It's I cute, yeah. Cute. I mean, I always do that too. Or I'll cross to meet them if right. they're coming from the other way or something. But a lot of them like insist. Yeah, they'll whip. And I'm like, they'll, they'll you don't need to it. get me there safely. We're here. Just mm-hmm. just drop me off. Like the instinct is to whip, and it's like I don't like like I don't know. No, I don't want you to whip. Give me the crosswalk. Let so. me cross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about this week's topic there's no Fine. graceful sub segue <laughs> oh wait. wait before we go okay i think koalas are better than sloths just had to like go 100 also cactuses are over everyone can stop getting tattoos of cactuses okay what's what's it what what are we calling in for this season is there a plant that's in not yet a plant or an animal oh, it doesn't have to be a plant i just think every, it's like Everyone has a cactus painted on their wall mm. and like a cute mm-hmm. frame of a cactus. And it's mm. like, cool. I grew up in the desert. I love cactuses too. It's fine. But let it go. As mm-hmm. soon as they start showing up in like baby nurseries and stuff, right. it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I still love them. Do you? Uh, I think, oh man. Ferns? How are we feeling about ferns? Well, I mean, house plant. I feel like plants are having a moment as well. <laughs> um, I know plants are always having a moment, but I mean- <laughs> Specifically, houseplants are definitely... Well, the 90s was like a cherry blossom very much. Mm-hmm. I think we had a hibiscus. Oh, we had a hibiscus time. Phase. Oh. Um, so I don't know what's upcoming. Maybe roses because it's spring, but I couldn't... Mm. I'm not in fashion. I can't predict. People love those air plants for a while. I, don't, I haven't seen them in a minute. Mm-hmm. Which <sighs> air plants? Those ones that just like, those? they just sit freely. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, but people used to have those big balls like hanging from all over Tweeloft. Well, I mean, we are seeing a resurgence of like florals, like prairie prairie dress floral patterns and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which also is like reminiscent of early '90s. Like, um, what's her name? Singer, actor. No, it's the fabrics. Um, Laura Ashley. Oh. Um, okay. Okay. The big like roses and stuff like that. So maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. But 
and yeah, we're, we we'll got see. we got a lot of wildflowers blooming. I've been mm-hmm. pressing them in lots of books. So um, poppies, yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So sloths are in. If you have, if you want to weigh out. in, if you, are in. If oh wait, sloths, sloths are, are fucking canceled. Yeah, sloths. <laughs> 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 if you want to weigh in on what you think the next animal is, I mean, goats have been. I vying for that top spot for a while. Oh, baby. They're now they're doing yoga, I see. Yeah, pigs too. I don't know. Well, I follow all the... Um, I'm here for geckos, as everybody knows, <laughs> at Vegas Geckos. I really want them to send me one one day. I have a store for you in the Valley. I'll give you <gasps> some 411. Yes, I really want a chameleon also. I think... I just they're like, so cool. I've never touched a reptile or amphibian, but I'm ready to own one. I follow all those conservation accounts, and I... Um, I don't know. I listen to too many stupid things about animal life and conservation. <laughs> but uh, someone told me that, um, man, they use those the like super cool pic. It's like it's like when they Photoshop a Heidi Klum. Uh, they use these they like heighten. sick animals to heighten it in order to like get more attention. Mm. So that bothers me now. Well, and I've been even doing those memes, and I'm like, I don't even want to do these anymore. Elephants are great. I don't know. Elephants are really cute. They, the only thing is they represent something else that we don't like. So, Oh. You know. Co-opted. It's unfair. Mm-hmm. Well, weigh in. Feel free. Go <laughs> off. Sound off. Go off in Call the comments. Call us. <laughs> um, animals and fauna. Animals and, and Fauna plants. and flora. Yeah, which what you think will be the next big thing. We're calling trends. It's spring. This is time to set the trends, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of trends. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know if that's a, a segue, but today... Um, we are talking about uh, rulership, dignities, uh, you know, debilities. This, debilities. We're talking about all of these things are kind of, I would say, representative of a larger theme of like uh, a quality of action, like a de- qualitative description of of um, the planets in different signs. Mm-hmm. Um, some of this stuff we've definitely I discussed in other episodes like in um it's come up and things we bring it up in the sign episodes but also in a lot of episodes I feel like we've talked about elements of this um but today we're just discussing it more specifically yeah oh yeah I think astrotheme.com actually like a very like if you need layman's terms definitional breakdowns about like rulership I think what they wrote just really clear which is like a planet Oh, wait, I can't even read it. Posited. Posited? Positive? Positive. In the sign it rules is said to be its rulership, domicile, or home. Thus, it is able to totally fulfill its role and is more likely that its action plays out very positively. So that's for like when you're ruled by the sign that it's in. So this was something, I mean, I think that a lot of us know already. We know, you know, we're like, oh, Aries ruled by Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that Venus, Taurus, Taurus is ruled by Venus, um, things like that. But I, I listened to the astrology podcast with Chris Brennan, um, and I forget the name of his guest, but they were talking about essential dignities. And this is something that's used a lot in like more ancient and traditional astrology. Um, but they really got into like it's very deep, very nuanced. There's, I mean, we could go in this forever. Um, but I think we'll talk mostly. Yeah, I saw, about I saw of, that like, episode the main... on the podcast list, and I think it was like a whopping two and a half hours. So oh, I yeah. was like, oh, I'll listen to this some other day. <laughs> but it's like it's really interesting. But talking about like how they came up with the original kind of 
um, domiciles of each of each sign mm-hmm. is interesting and it makes sense based on you know what our capabilities were at that time so um and like cv said the domicile or rulership or home is when um a planet is in the sign that it is ruled by so if mars was in aries that would be its domicile if venus is in taurus that would be its domicile um these are the essential dig- dignities which are only one of two types of dignity um the essential dignity are often oh the way the planet feels in the sign that it lives in uh the accidental dignity um refers to the place the house placement and angle oh hell yeah um the way that they explained how you how they kind of came up with these things and there's some disagreement reason i brought up the ancient astrology or the traditional astrology is that kind of in modern astrology we've taken on the interpretation that lisa was saying of kind of like the it's in its domicile because the the planet behaves similarly to the sign qualities so it's like this makes sense because this is like this but in traditional astrology it's more based on on the like placement and also what i wish i I can look up the name of the guest but he was talking about like the responsibility of the the planet right mm-hmm. um so the way that it's set up is that the luminaries the sun and moon um are in their domicile at the places on either side of the summer solstice so it's when the moon is the the brightest and the sun is the brightest so that would be moon and cancer and sun and leo and then from there we move out from what would be like the earth of what we're talking about so then we moved from there, we go to Mercury, which on the Cancer end would be Gemini. On the Leo end would be Virgo. And then we go to Venus, which would be Taurus, Libra, Mars, Aries, and Scorpio. Jupiter would be Sagittarius and Pisces. Saturn would be Aquarius and Capricorn. And they are both the opposites of the luminaries because Saturn rules like darkness and it's the most cold and it's the furthest away from these things so in the traditional sense of rulership we don't we haven't discovered uranus neptune and pluto yet because these are all of the the planets that we can see without telescopes whoa that's interesting because it's like oh it's right here in this wheel and if you think of it on like a basic ass terms of like the sun and the moon and just like work around that wheel your answers are just here also uh the guy's name is charles obert thank you charles obert so if you and if yeah if you want to listen to a like a real deep dive get into it um yeah also chris brennan's a g yeah i mean they always go super super deep on those but i thought that was interesting of it being like the the furthest away from the lightness and the darkness and it makes sense in a lot of things that i've read recently or listened to when they're talking about kind of people people making the distinction between whether or not they use modern astrology modern planets or or traditional planets it does make a lot of sense to not use modern planets because of the way these things are structured where it's like oh yeah there's there's pairs and it it works with the modern planets too obviously modern being modern the the outer planets ones that were discovered later uranus neptune right um but it also is like oh yeah they're whatever it is the system works with whatever you whatever information you have because people are able to recognize these patterns that are kind of universal and work so we can expand them we can include the modern planets in it because we understand the patterns and now we can integrate it in. But I, I, I do understand it. I feel like better now why someone, someone would not use them. Yeah. Um, 
also astrology-zodiac-signs.com um, has a really good section where the author, uh, the, head, the heading is How Do We Heal? And the author talks about um, how do we manifest the best possible meanings from these placements despite the fact that some of them are negative Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think it's an interesting read it's a few paragraphs i'm not gonna like tell it all but (laughs) you know um is it just about like when you have something that's in detriment or 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 fall or what have you like how to function with um, it or use it for your power some of it is negative i mean she uses specific examples or they use specific examples i guess Mm -hmm. um so i don't want to say because then if someone listening is like but that's my moon i don't want you to have hurt feelings Mm -hmm. um but because i think the point that they're trying to make is um no we should continue to try to grow and find our best possible meanings through the world and separate ourselves from the things that uh may be difficult for us well Mm -hmm. one of the things that i thought was super helpful because of what you're talking about lisa is um his name is charles you said charles ober yeah charles ober he taught the way that he um explained kind of like the concept of of domicile and a planet being not in its domicile um is the idea of like okay if it's if you're at your own house you're the most comfortable you know where everything is Mm -hmm. you know uh, you know, you're fine having people over, but if you're at someone else's house, you kind of change your behavior to alter that. Um, or like the idea of, uh, you know, the domicile planet sets the rules and then you have to kind of play by, remember when you were a kid and you'd go and you'd play hide and seek at someone's house and you'd be like, well, at my house, we play these rules, right. whatever. Yeah. And then you'd, someone else would be like, well, at this house ha- here, we don't, we don't use we don't use skip cards or whatever and you'd be <laughs> yeah, like this yeah. is bullshit i don't like of course you're always winning at your house because yeah. you play by rules that you made mm-hmm. also so, yeah like hide and seek you don't know where to go yes it's like yeah something like that yeah of course yeah they know all the good spots, the spots and you're yeah. like oh cool i'm under this chair where yeah, you yeah. can see me i don't know you don't know what's allowed you don't yeah, know what yeah. rooms you're allowed to go into mm-hmm. um so it's this idea kind of of just like the the quality of how a sign will behave in how a planet will behave in a sign based on kind of the rules of it so of course you know some some signs are going to be more comfortable with rules where other ones are going to be like no but that doesn't mean that it's not there aren't ways around that or how to how to kind of how to deal with that where it's Mm -hmm. like okay you just have to learn the rules then it doesn't mean it might be a little more difficult because they're not the rules that you play by but that doesn't mean that you can't still figure out how to you know thrive within these rules um another another thing that again it's like because of those things because there are things that sound so kind of objectively negative i think that this is something that um at least in my research seems like has been kind of downplayed as as in terms of modern astrology Mm -hmm. because people are a little bit more because we want to you know think of people as as individuals and we don't want to write off things as bad or good or those sort of things and and there is so much nuance especially when you were getting into okay maybe you have a planet that's that's in a detrimental um, you know, position, but it's aspected well with a planet that's in its domicile and those kinds of things. So mm-hmm. it's really one of those like zoom in, zoom out 
it yeah. just yeah. gets wilder and wilder. Well, and I think it's like, you know, I, I think like I didn't never really like thought too much about this before because I think of that idea of like, oh, so my planet's here. So I suck at communicating or I'm like not a good lay or like whatever this means. But also it's like, you know, we want to be positive and there's no bad signs, just just bad people. But also like we aren't perfect. I think like that's what I like looking into this more and remembering of like these different placements and where they're at. It's like, yeah, it's like it's going to be a little more work for you to maybe process your emotions scorpio moon that's not something we didn't know already okay <laughs> now don't go read that article because you're, you're gonna think we hate scorpio moon. <laughs> <laughs> but there's or, one of the examples that charles kept giving was kind of where it's like oh but that is that's what makes you you or right. whatever so kind of his advice i'm putting words in his mouth now but kind of one of the things that he said early on was like this is a a way to contextualize adversity in your life so it's like mm-hmm. one of the examples he gave was lenny bruce the comedian has mm-hmm. a bunch of planets in detriment but he made a whole career of being an outsider having different opinions mm-hmm. and being seeing things from a different angle and and not feeling accepted and so he needed to kind of criticize society and that's what he was meant to do you know what i mean like he Mm -hmm. was a brilliant comedian i hope he's not problematic right now but he probably is Um, i don't know he's he's pretty bumping and miss mazel right now so i think think people i think we're okay Okay, good or like the or there's also like even something like i was saying like aspects and stuff in everybody's chart okay maybe you have uh the example another example he gave was muhammad ali has mars and taurus which is a a detrimental position but it was in his ninth house almost con- like close to his midheaven so it was like he fought and then took a stance in religion or whatever so it's like so- also can speak to like very specific ways that your your um detrimented planet will be couldn't can become beneficial so or, those yeah. are the accidental dignities so that's usually the second um, often the second thing an astrologer will look at when they notice um, a, a planet in detriment or in fall, they look at the accidental dignity in order to see if there's some angle or house that it's in that makes it a little bit, gives it more strength or power. Mm-hmm. One of the things that the um, author of astrology zodiac signs.com says um, is that this is something that we use to practice initiative in order to raise awareness about parts of our life and like the quality of our life. And I think that's really interesting. Um, like talking about more, cause I think uh, often in astrology, we do talk about like where our strengths are. And right. this is, I think has a lot to do with where your weaknesses are too. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this because I feel like I've seen this more recently in like a lot of people kind of asking questions about saying things like oh I don't feel like my sign right or um I only I don't identify with this part of I know I have this placement but I don't really identify with it and this felt like a thing that would be helpful maybe if you are one of those people that's not feeling like you identify with a part that you feel like you should be um maybe noticing if there are any planets in in detriment that would kind of put a flavor of why you don't identify yeah. that way it doesn't mean that you're not and it doesn't mean you won't but it's like oh if i you know if you're i can't think of an example right now but <laughs> like it's just like oh it's not like the the lenny bruce example where it's like the you know yeah you're gonna feel like an outsider but you 
when you communicate that outsiderness, then you are able to do something that still might be in line with what your sign is. So it's I think we get kind of caught up sometimes in in narrow definitions of like what a Sagittarius is supposed to be mm-hmm. or feel like. And well, these I things think kind of add to that. The yeah. perfect example I think of that is that the sun's detriment is in Aquarius mm-hmm. where um Aquarian people kind of have to have this experience of not having this lucky sun sign placement because they are the most likely to find out how to critique society and do all of these. Right. Um, it's like the world's against you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know how the world works against you. So you can use that to create a nonprofit or do something great because mm-hmm. you understand how it works. Yeah. I don't yes. know if I'm communicating correctly, but no, I, I was trying. thinking that with like when looking at um, like even uh, Mercury of like it being in, detriment and sag and pisces it's like well it's because you're not communicating like how society wants you like i was thinking of this as like an outsider sort of like what you were touching on with lenny bruce even uh like oh it's in fall in virgo for in venus it's like oh why because they have standards and because you need to like meet them where they want to be met to and they're just not going to unabashedly give you love I, like i i feel and like same with saturn and aries like it's like oh because they can make their own rules based on updating fuddy-duddy shit like so i think it's like oh, no, you're not the cookie-cutter mold of this sign and planet, but do you want to be? Because no. I, I, looking through this like and trying to find my ones where I was ruled or fall, I, like the ones where I had nothing, I was like, yeah, I want something. I want to I be either like really good or really bad. <laughs> or really bad or, and again, bad being, there's no bad. It's just not, it, it's not working at a fully charged battery or well, it's working from a different battery altogether. I think it's the kind of, you know, non-attachment way of looking at things where it's like it just is. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's not good or bad, but you're the way that you express yourself is not traditionally or like isn't the way that we kind of like broadly. If you're trying to put on pants and you have like a really tiny waist, but like thick thighs, like the pants that they make to fit the most people or right. whatever like that general is that venn diagram in the middle aren't going to fit you that doesn't mean that you have a bad body it just mm-hmm. means that you need to get your pants tailored mm-hmm. or you need to wear a skirt or whatever it is and that's not and it's just like okay i you know figuring out those things so we don't beat ourselves up instead of trying to fit into pants that don't fit us uh-huh. how can we what is there a shop online that makes pants for us like how do we and one of the things that Charles and Chris talked about was kind of looking to places in your chart where this a detriment or planet in fall um, is either aspected by something that is exalted or or in its domicile or just looking to another place where it's an uh, quote unquote easier placement for kind of support in this thing or like if your if your venus is in scorpio um do you have any planets in taurus because that's the ruler of venus that can maybe help you put some more typical venus spin on this scorpio thing huh. and vice versa where it's like oh, okay i have this interesting now you ha- also have this outsider perspective they used a lot of great analogies um that were just making me think of just like kind of the the role of astrology but also your chart and everything too where it's like you're we talk so much these days about like privilege where it's like yeah if you have a bunch of planets in domicile that's privilege where it's like okay yeah things Mm -hmm. are just kind of gonna be 
not and I don't mean to say your life experience is easy I definitely don't mean to say that for a person listening that's like looking at that that's maybe had a hard life but that's the examples they're using where it's like oh you're you're you cut your family you have a supportive family which that makes even maybe you don't have a traditional communication style but you have this family that's really supportive of you that finds you a tutor or whatever so there's all of these kind of um loopholes or there's these things that even if you if you have something that's in fall or detriment um there are ways to not be like oh now I'm doomed right you know well and I think like the doom in general is something you know just from talking this out through the pod and you know talking to all y'all and it's just like it's not like life's not faded like that like it'd be so much easier if we did have this entire clear ass map that was like yep when you're 52 sorry you're just like life's gonna suck for you in this huge sweeping way but I think yeah like I, I think going through your 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 chart and kind of pinpointing out and you probably already like noticed it I would assume if you've gone this far <laughs> of like looking in your like you know who's ruling what and you've probably know like oh this like isn't like a great placement for this or it's not going to be thriving but also like what when are we always thriving yeah we, can, we can't that's too much work well let's go through what everything is, is. yeah and i'm sure we'll tangent from there but <laughs> uh, beginning with the the domiciles i said it briefly when we were going through that circle um but to go back to the beginning a very good place to start um the luminaries the sun and moon uh their their rulership or domicile the moon is cancer uh and the sun is leo i guess we can go by planet or i mean detriment to the sun because it would be so the idea of both of these things is you know in astrology we always have you know as as above so below there is the op if a planet's in a domicile the opposite sign of that is its fall or its detriment mm -hmm. so the sun is is at home in leo but it is in detriment in aquarius right so on and so forth so uh going outwards mercury um is in its domicile in gemini and virgo and it is in its detriment in sagittarius and pisces uh, Venus is in its domicile in Taurus and Libra. It's in its detriment in Scorpio and Aries. Uh, Mars is in its domicile in Aries and Scorpio, and it is in detriment in Libra and Taurus. Jupiter is in its domicile in Sagittarius and Pisces, in its detriment in Gemini and Virgo. And Saturn is in its domicile in Aquarius and Capricorn, and in its detriment in Leo and Cancer. And then the modern, those are the traditional rulerships. There's also the moon, Cancer, domicile, Capricorn, oh yeah, Cancer, and then detriment. Cap Capricorn detriment. Um, and then the modern planets, the newer planets, your uh, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Um, Uranus is in domicile in Aquarius, uh, so it would be in detriment in Leo. Uh, Neptune is in domicile in Pisces, so detriment in Virgo, and Pluto is in domicile in Scorpio, detriment in uh, Taurus. Boom. It is um, suggested on StellarDays.com that Chiron rules oh, yeah. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Oh, really? And then the Ascendant also has a, a natural ruler as well. Um, 
I don't know. I'm forgetting which one. I'll I'll, it. There's, I think every most things have like a some kind of thing assigned a traditional, to them. but that's where we get into kind of like the traditional versus modern astrology um, argument, where it's like, oh, did we give it this? thing because it the qualities are similar or is it because it actually that kind of like um like Mm -hmm. which came first sort of thing Mm -hmm. it's interesting like where did like what did exaltation and falls come like later yes because afterwards so the another thing that they talked about that i thought was super interesting and made me think a lot about everything in astrology is that the words that were chosen by ancient astrologers to describe these things were very deliberate in terms of why they chose the words dignity and uh debility versus exaltation and fall Mm -hmm. um dignity meaning you know having they talked about it kind of in the const in the in the context of like political power where like if you are a dignified person you have a lot of um respect you have authority but like you actually are um you have responsibility as well Mm -hmm. so if you are the the planet that is in your your dignity or your domicile then you not only are are playing by your rules but you also have to like follow through with them you are the representative you're the representative of these things whereas versus a planet in exaltation is the word exaltation means you know like lifted Mm -hmm. um revered but it can be kind of a more symbolic thing where it doesn't necessarily have the same responsibility like the queen of england is the queen but only in in name (laughs) not in actual parliament does the the governing so it's like this idea where it's like okay yeah the a a planet can be exalted in a sign but it doesn't have quite the same responsibility that it does in another and the same with fall there where it's like it's not it's not necessarily as bad it's just overlooked kind of thing Hmm. where it's it's the opposite of exalted it's it's pushed down it's not heard Mm -hmm. um or like the example i wrote down was like honorary degrees in exaltation where it's like we want to celebrate you you exemplify this thing but you didn't go to the school you don't get the degree (laughs) and all of that you know it's kind of like an honorary oscar like if you you've never won one but like you've done enough work so like here you go yeah and then fall to me just felt like a middle child where it's like it's not bad it's just like you're the middle child you kind of you get overlooked you're the jan brady yeah where it's like chart. you're so you're so there there like not I'm, i don't mean this about a person necessarily <laughs> either but it's like it's not it doesn't stand out it's not it's not lifted either way it's just mm. kind of like oh you know that's it's so there. interesting because i think maybe it's just me the language of exaltation and fall sounds like rulership and detriment just sounds so like authoritative that i feel like exaltation and fall sounds like when someone's like disappointed in you which almost sounds worse to me i don't know i'm like like i that's how i'm just reading that's how it feels the other thing i mean speaking to that like symbolic thing the thing that he brought up was like um exaltation can also speak to like where you are just like have a out oversized ego about a thing too where you think (gasps) you think you're better than you are so and i think fall too thinking about that is like a thing where you might have a chip on your shoulder about a thing where you kind of down play your strengths in this thing because it does seem like it's outside of the norm or whatever you know what i mean where it's like oh well i didn't find where the ascendant has a ruler but i did find that which we obviously know each house has a ruler but i never really thought about the signs being in detriment to the or the the houses being in detriment with their domicile signs 
Oh, mm-hmm. like where so, your house falls could be also well, exalted or detriment or mm-hmm, whatever. Right. Yes. Like if you're Libra in the first or something. Uh, yes. But then wouldn't they all be? Yeah. So but there's only one rising that does that. No, I I don't know. I'm don't so know. I'm doing something mathematical in my head that <laughs> I know it should not be done. I know what air. you're saying, and no, or I mean, yet yeah, like yes and whatever. You're, you're <laughs> right, I don't not think on that. I but actually don't think it's right. I'm a I'm a Libra rising, so I do feel like all of mine are, are mine all are flipped. all flipped. Yeah. So and especially if you're doing it with a whole house, so I I I kind of automatically think of my chart as like in detriment as a whole because all of the things are in I have a lot of things that are in the the right the right planet but the house that they're in is, is the it should opposite. be switched. Also mm. though um I don't think that'll happen for every Libra rising because of the degree yes, and because right. of the intercepted houses. Yeah, exactly. I was say mine so. mine specifically I wonder does if work there's out, like but. someone with a chart where everything's like Exactly. And I'm not saying the right place, but just haven't is in the same place. Like, I'm sure. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Think, I don't know if that's like possible. I don't think. Uh, well, I guess your outer planets. You wouldn't. mean like in the dom? Everything's in its domicile. Well, no, you yeah, can't like your because, Taurus, Venus. No, you is can't in the second. because of the, can't. the 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 um, orbits of planets. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't have right. an Aquarius, Mercury, and a. Uh, oh yeah, because it's or, the or, distance yeah. away. Yeah. You can't have well, a that's yeah. But wouldn't it be trippy but. if you could? Also, yeah. the outer planets, I don't think you could do right. that. Yeah, they're, exactly, because they're, they're too long. But um, All right, let's go through exaltation and fall then. Um, yes. So again, this is similar to, to domicile, but it's a place where it's kind of, depending on which viewpoint you're taking, whether it be the traditional point or the kind of quality, I think both fit in in either. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a mix and what? match from all of it. Because it se- they make sense to me either way um but so they're not uh, totally random yeah so the sun is exalted in aries uh which makes it in fall in libra uh the moon is exalted in taurus which makes it in fall in scorpio venus is exalted in pisces which makes it in fall in virgo mars is exalted in capricorn making it in fall in cancer jupiter is exalted in cancer making it in fall in capricorn which i thought was surprising to me at first that is exalted in cancer mm -hmm. but also it does make sense Mm -hmm. um the more i thought about it but um saturn and then another one saturn is exalted in libra that is in fallen aries but if you think about saturn i mean libra it's about balance justice and balance and fairness and and equality which is very saturnian where it's like the rules and it's Mm -hmm. not and it's also about like not the group uh you know kind of uh having bound like not boundaries but you know yeah so saturn is in fallen aries uh, it is exalt uh mercury is exalted in virgo and in fall in pisces and then for the newer planets there is some uh discrepancy between exaltation some people say there are multiples for um Uranus is uh, exalted in Scorpio and fallen torp- uh, Taurus. I was going to say Torpio. Um, <laughs> uh, Neptune is exalted in Leo. Also, some people say it's exalted in Cancer, um, meaning it would be in fall in Aquarius and or Capricorn, depending on who huh. you, who you uh, yes. go to. So, uh, and then finally, Pluto is exalted in Aries. Also, some people say Pisces. And then in fall in Libra and Virgo, depending on where you're at. Some people also say that uh, 
Neptune and Pluto are not applicable. Ooh. So that we don't use those there. Um, For Ur- Uranus and Pluto? You Nep- Neptune, oh, Neptune and, Pluto. and Pluto. But Uranus and Saturn are, are chill. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would make sense because they are so far out too where it's like you can't really. It, that's such more, And more like a generational. Right. Also Pluto's a dwarf yeah. planet. Um, and the moon is Taurus and Scorpio. I don't know if we said it. Yes. We might have or we might not. We said it but it yeah. bears repeating. <laughs> you know. Do you guys have lots of. Uh, things, rulers, falls, exiles, uh, whatever. I think I just have my moon and Cancer. I have. Work. Well, okay. So this is cra- this is where I will just mention it because I want to like lead people on a rabbit hole. But okay. it gets even further after. So those are like the the big ones. Okay. But even after that, we've talked about another um like rulership in our Deccan's episode because yes. that's another like oh, that's, sub, yeah that's another whole part of this a sub dignity yes. I saw that all floating around the interweb Deccan's were afoot there's also day charts and night charts day planets night planets ah. so you can again I think I want to preface all of this this is too late for a preface but <laughs> <laughs> if you do if you look in your chart and you do have a, a planet that is in detriment there are so many of these sub things where it's like okay maybe it's in a detrimental sign but it is a in a day sign it's a day diurnal planet in a diurnal sign so that's going to be a better detriment than normal and it's aspected by mm-hmm. a planet there so there's all of these things but there's also like the uh what's called like the terms of the sign which are five divisions similar to decans but they're not equal the same way but it's like there you could go so deep with all of it so it's like this planet is there and it made me interested because i do have my my moon is in detriment my moon is in capricorn Mm -hmm. um but depending on the degree i want to find out what the the sub ruler what the term ruler is and all that all that kind of stuff oh so there's like a supporting cat i mean yeah there's like a supporting cat for all these places yes again there's and whether or not you have another whether you have something that is in its domicile or in exaltation that doesn't that does not mean that there are not helpers in your chart for these planets Mm -hmm. too it's just about being you know creative with how we how we frame it and what and when we're using it it's not we're not one thing all the time too so it's like yeah your mars might be you know detrimental mars might be bad uh you know in your confrontations but it might make you really great at work or something like that you know what i mean it's not we don't use all of the same skills all the time so it's i think it's also especially when we are taking kind of a more modern approach to everything it's like yeah you don't always have to be like a boss or whatever you can be soft sometimes too or you don't have to be all mm-hmm. one thing i feel like that's something yeah. that we talk about all and even the time. just noticing like what what placements you really jive with and and seeing if they are exalted or or see like i don't know i think it's like a fun it's just like an extra add-on it's like mm-hmm. a google extension for your chrome it's just like something to be aware of i don't think it's like gonna make or break your life but it's good to know i have my scorp my mars and scorpio which has made me more open to my open to like investigating that that i think i feel like at the beginning of this i was very Mm -hmm. uh hesitant to to like like that but then i I feel like wasn't this episode that i found out that that was (laughs) you know in domicile but finding that out was like okay this is something that is worth examining because it is a planet that i had like it is a 
a resource I have at my disposal that's in its home planet. So it's like you should don't be afraid of it. Be be open to it. Be uh, curious about it. Yeah, I think as far as like, you know, your bad planets goes like before we started the pod, I knew I had this cancer Mars that like wasn't savory. And then finding out I was in like Pisces house. I was like, oh, brother. And then now like then learning it's like, oh, it's in like falls like, oh, shit. But also it's like really helped with my anxiety of like thinking of like, okay, I am very sensitive and I also like when it comes to like family and fighting and arguments, like it really takes a toll on me. And you know what? Cool. Like I'm sensitive and I'm sweet and that's my life. So you have mutual reception, which is when the domiciles are flipped where you have a cancer Mars, but you have an Aries moon. So Mm -hmm. those, I think that that, those are like supporting each other where it's like it's not a traditional Mars or a traditional moon, but you have both of those things available to you in different ways. Yeah. So it's not like the you're not a fighter like a warrior fighter. You're like a, a, a an emotional fam- thoughtful like let's let's talk this out kind of fighter, mm-hmm. you know, but it's good. to. I mean, again, there's so many pieces of the puzzle and things that interact with each other and then your house placement, like all, all the things come together, but it's good. To, it's almost good to know like you're not alone out there. Yeah. I just thought, I think it's exciting to look at it in your chart of like, I wrote down like what your, what your charts like family system is mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh yeah. What roles do these planets play and how can you help them? Where it's like, again, nothing's nothing's bad or good. It's it just is. So it's like if you have what what chores need to get done, obviously having the smallest person in your family do chores that are done up on high things is not the most effective way. (laughs) But if they're the only person that you have available, then what how are you going to help them? You either can, you know hire outside help or you can buy a ladder or you can create a tool or something so what where in your chart can you help maybe your 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 weaker placements or your things that are a little more outsidery that don't necessarily immediately speak to you as as strengths Mm -hmm. the author of astrology dash zodiac signs says to live through these placements and manifest their best possible meanings We have to separate from the rest of the world, be brave enough to discover our personal truth and follow that newfound set of of beliefs wherever it takes us. I think it's a nice way to um, say that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. In in doing this research, I my thought coming over here was a realization of like, oh, I hate as much as I talk about, you know, nothing is nothing is a bad thing or whatever I'm like I hate admitting that I am like that I'm bad at something or that I can't Mm. do something and it's easier to it's easier to kind of like deflect like self-deprecate about it but just being very kind of matter of fact about things where I'm like oh that's not something that is a strength of mine is is a difficult thing I feel like for people to admit what but it the truth the fact of the matter is it's true yeah and the only way you know to to do it is to admit that you have that weakness like you don't someone who has all of their muscles strong doesn't go in like you have to you have to build up strength you know what I mean and it's not that again it's not like a bad or whatever but I was like oh I need to work on 
that's something to work on because that's how you improve things. Yeah, I don't like when people say like, oh, don't talk about yourself that way or, or you know, mm. I know that there was like a huge discussion with that um, Nanette special mm-hmm. um, about, you know, people in minority groups and, and uh, self-deprecation and stuff. Mm-hmm. And wherever you kind of fall in that line, I th- I think it's... Uh, I know better than you if I'm not good at something. Right. So if I say that and I'm telling you that, then that's something you need to absorb and, and not throw back at me that I'm communicating incorrectly or doing something wrong by admitting it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that there's, that's a good, I think there's a, a good like difference between being, being commu- like saying, oh, I'm not good at this versus being like, oh, I'm not good at the oh, that sure. kind of, you know what and I mean? And I think too with the, um, like with the Nanette argument, I could see where she comes from on that too because I think that we need to empower our minority groups and, and not give people a reason to tell us that we're not good or, you know, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that there's value to that too, but I do think it's okay to admit your flaws. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it's hard, it's hard for people to, I think the reason, a lot of the reason why we don't admit our flaws is because it's hard for other people to sit with that and because it's hard to admit our flaws. And so when someone else is saying their flaws so openly to you, it's hard for you to not be like kind of self-soothe by right. saying, oh, no, 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 you're fine. Because yeah. that's what we say to ourselves about right. these things. Ooh. So we don't we're not comfortable with someone just blatantly saying, oh, I'm not good at that. Or, mm-hmm. oh, actually, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Or I've, it's the reason why we say we've seen movies that we haven't seen. Oh, or yeah. Right. You know? Today, my mom actually said, um, I was in line at the DMV. And I said, I'm, I'm at the DMV, and I'm like trying to get off the phone. <laughs> and she actually said, um, okay, well, could you, um, she asked me to do this thing for her. And I was like, oh, okay, I, yeah, next week or something. And she was like, oh, well, what about like right now on your phone? I'm like, oh, uh, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not going to happen. Like, I, I, I'm at the DMV. I don't know if you understand what that entails, but, like, I'm not going to be Googling shit for, like, to send to you on my phone. Mm-hmm. And and I think it was uh, kind of, like, a shocking answer because it, it wasn't something that was hard, but it's, like, if it's so not hard, why do I have to do it at the DMV? Why don't you do it while you drive or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. if it's that easy, you know? Well, I think, like, the idea of saying no or just, like, not being 100% on and pleasant all the time is like a new thing we're all societally learning that we can do because like I think I'm speaking super gendered and super broad right now like guys are never supposed to like admit they don't know anything from like a pompous standpoint and women are supposed to play along like well yeah I know or I don't know should maybe I'll see you next week but this and it's like you can just be wrong or like I think being wrong or not knowing something or being difficult is like just like a worldly super new like I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. and I wasn't all the being things. shitty to my mom or anything. I was just like, oh, I'm no. not gonna do that right now. Like I, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a license, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like <laughs> good luck. It's that thing where we are. I think, I, I, yeah, where we all are trying to not admit any kind of weakness or or fault or that we don't even that we don't want to do something or that i can't do it yeah. all like yeah, exactly. i just can't that you're or- not you, yeah you can't do everything and be everything for everybody and there is some where we have a perception that like that's what is expected of us but it's not it's a, i think it's like the same thing where like i even with like the internet and i definitely can be like super jealous of where like someone's like a really good chef and i'm like Ugh. 
I could do that. Like in my head, like I could do that. I'd be so good at this. And it's like, I don't even want to be good at this, but like I see it and I think I can do this or like, I don't know. Like, I think it depends on who you are, but like sometimes you just have to try something and realize like, do you even like this thing that you're trying to like emulate from somebody else? Like, or is it just cause you're, we see it and we like think we have to be good at everything when it's like we don't. And also we're not allowed to like not like shit either. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes too on the internet, like all it's really unhealthy. I think we all know that. Um, <laughs> but I'll see someone else's thing and I'll be like, oh, I want that. Yeah. Like, like that, like annoying, mm-hmm. like baby voice in my head. And mm-hmm. then like uh, two weeks later, someone's like, Hey, do you want this? And it's like something that I did, you know, in my head had said like, "Mm, like, they get that. I want it. And then I'm like, no, I don't want that at all. Like, why did I even think I wanted it? But sure, I'll do it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm that moron. That's like, yeah, okay. But and now we're even in that new weird uh, Internet world where people do that. Like, yeah, this is the selfie I didn't post. The one where I look flawed. The one where I made the mistake. And it's like, even this is just so like clean and proper and like yeah i know my account looks like i'm perfect but actually i have all these issues and it's like and maybe that's still me just doing the same thing again of like oh i wish i could post a vulnerable beautiful statement about how i'm this and that or the other thing well i think this is like a this idea of rulerships and and exaltation and fall and all of this is like a a beautiful gateway of like looking at yourself and looking at kind of like strengths weaknesses even if they're just perceived but also using it as a thing of like oh what's the things that I'm what are maybe places where I'm actually really good at something that I've been downplaying that I'm good Mm -hmm. at or I've been um not acting like I'm good at something I'm not good at or or even just ignoring that this is something that not everybody's good at because that's something too I've I've noticed this in my own life where I'm like oh I don't I don't give myself enough credit for being good at this thing because I don't think of it as being like a talent or whatever. But I know that not everybody is good at that. And Mm -hmm. that's cool. Like it's so I think it's a place to like celebrate strength, celebrate things that maybe you're on that you could do with, you know, patting yourself on the back a little bit more and also being honest about things that maybe you're not good at, but also things that like you just don't want to do. Yeah. Like, I mean, today I have this show coming up that I, I think I told you guys when we were scheduling, I was like, yeah, are we going to do this night? Cause like, like you've asked me to do this thing and I don't want to do it. And, mm-hmm. and we like, of course, like, I, I don't know why I say it. Like, I don't know why it's not, it's not a bad show. It's not anything. It's just, and then today I saw tweet with all the people that are on it i'm like i don't want to go to this thing so bad and i'm (laughs) gonna go do it i'm gonna go do it and i'm like what is wrong with me that i'm like i'm just check your chart baby what why do i (laughs) it's fine like i'll have a good time once i get there why do you agree or why do you fear or why do you dread i don't it's not even that bad like it's just that i'm like why do i i don't know why do they want me i don't even Um, you know what i mean i don't even it's not mutually beneficial no one likes it let's like and why i have to be with all these people that i don't like and then you know it's not it's whatever it's and why can't we say that or why why can't people take that into consideration when they're asking you for it would be so rude of me to say like oh yeah i i really don't like your show and i don't want to do it like it's it's the same where i i get this i it's because i'm freelance too like i work with a lot of different people at all times and uh, I'm sorry you all probably listen to the podcast now so it's, this isn't about you 
Uh, <laughs> also, but if you're hearing this, the show's already happened. So <laughs> don't look at my calendar and be like, oh, it's definitely this Someone's one. Someone's going back in the archives and be like, oh. <laughs> if you think it's this show, you're wrong. <laughs> was, was this at Bruno's Flower Shop no. on the 12th? It's uh, a good show, too. And it's, I'm, I'm not shitting uh, on them. But anyway, just like, go like ahead. The, but I think this part of like societal norms, things that I think can work with your chart of like coworker people who are like, yeah how about next friday we should all hang out how about next sunday uh let's go to this like free food fest how about this we'll all go to this and i'm like you guys we were co-workers yeah. like i mean like i like you guys i don't even hang out with my friends like this is like this is a big ass and it's like but my and then i think about like these placements that i'm like oh my placements that are in good spots my dumbass mercury gemini will always be like yeah and then i'm like <laughs> fuck like i shouldn't i should just send like I'll get back to you or anything besides confirming. Dang. I know. You know what I started doing? I just don't answer anymore. Sometimes I just Mm -hmm. don't answer. And four days later, I'll be like, oh, I thought I. Oh, I thought I, I, thought I, I told oh, you that I've I wasn't coming. Done that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but let this be uh, an uh, the beginning of a journey for you finding places where you can use the strengths and weaknesses in your chart to get what you want, to be more authentic, to to you know say no to that yes. fucking show, dude. Say no to those shows. Say no to those hangouts, I'm, or finally be the one to plan the hangout that right. you've always wanted to do because you are capable of doing it. So you know live the life that you've always dreamed be the change all of those wonderful aphorisms and give yourself pats on the back if you've yeah. been making efforts in the areas that are maybe more difficult yes and note it and see maybe where there are places where you've maybe felt insecure or felt like you are not that is a weakness that maybe there is some unseen support that you didn't know you had in there maybe there is a maybe there is a jupiter and sagittarius that is aspecting a detrimental mars that actually you know could invite people over to your house or whatever that could that could do the research to find the party planner and still get all the credit for it or whatever it is you know so find find where those maybe you know helpers that have gone unnoticed can be for some of those weaknesses to be brave enough to to chart the uncharted <laughs> of your chart you know <laughs> yeah but you guys are all great and uh thank you for listening we'll see you next week see you bye bye, bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign? What's your sign?